friends. Welcome to the Connected Families podcast. I'm your host, Stacey Bellward. Our purpose in this podcast is to guide you to receive God's grace and truth, and then to equip you to pass that grace and truth onto your children. I'm so glad that you're here today. Well, we are in the month of November. (laughs) I don't know why. That just seems surprising to me. I suppose it's because November seems like the countdown to the end of the year. Well, here in the U.S., we celebrate Thanksgiving in November as well as Adoption Month. And of course, Christmas is next month, but we have so much to be grateful for. And I have just been dying to give you guys an update because you're our family, you're our community. And there are three very, very exciting things that have happened since I have been at the mic. Okay. So here we go, you guys. The first one is that connected families turned 20. We held a really big celebration and anniversary celebration with lots of food and lots of friends just just a couple of weeks ago. And we gave glory to God for all that he has done in 20 years and all that he will do in the next 20 years. We even had a band. We sang How Great Thou Art with all the heart that we had. And then we ended with celebrate, you know, the dance song, celebrate. It was, it was a blast. We had fun and we wish you all could have been there. Um, We'll actually have a link in the show notes because we filmed it. And so you could skim through that video if you're interested. Okay. The second thing though, is that I just came off of two full days of recording our much anticipated new online course, that Lynn Jackson, co-founder of Connected Families, wrote. It's called Sensitive and Intense Kids Navigating Parenting Challenges with Purpose and Hope. I'm so excited. <laughs> Lydia Rex, the other presenter with Lynn. And this course, you guys, it's just packed with science and Bible. And if you have a child in your family that's just a little bit harder than the rest, this course is going to be for you. We're going to release it probably early 2023 next year. Okay. Okay, and then the last thing that I want y'all to know, because you've been hearing me talk about it for a long time, is that we launched Discipline That Connects with Your Child's Heart again. And we have over 800 people from like 25 countries that are taking the course. They're in the first few weeks. So we're really excited about that. And if you're one of the people that are in the course right now, woohoo, like all tears for you guys. So that's awesome. Okay. Well, listen, all of those things we are so grateful for here at Connected Families. And that's why it's so fitting for today's podcast to be about the power of gratitude for families. It's November, so much to be grateful for. And so to have that conversation, I invited a special guest today. Dr. Troy Spurl is here to join me. Uh, Many of us here in the Midwest, where he is probably maybe most well-known, I don't know, I'll ask him. We affectionately call him Dr. Troy. So let me introduce Dr. Troy, and then I will bring him on. So Dr. Troy is the founder and CEO of Synapse Center for Health and Healing. He started Synapse over 26 years ago with a vision to bring an integrated approach to healthcare through functional medicine, making Synapse an internationally known center for true health. Dr. Troy is an author and international lecturer on wellness and brain-based healing. Dr. Troy and his wife, Christine, have 10 children together. And when he's not at the clinic, which I'm not sure, I think you're there a lot, Dr. 
enjoy, but you enjoy spending time with your family, golfing, and attending sporting events. Woohoo! So, Dr. Troy, welcome to the Connected Families Podcast. I appreciate that very much. Thank you for having me. You're you're welcome. So, you like sporting events? I'm guessing your kids are into sports. Is that true? That would be a good guess, but of the ten, only two. Only <laughs> two. Which sports? Well, my daughter is uh, very much like me where she likes football and baseball. I played rugby and football up in Canada myself and hockey. And so nice. I, I liked all of them. The yeah. last couple of years, I haven't been able to get to sports as much. But at the same time, I do. I have a competitive nature, a competitive spirit. So are you Canadian? I am. I was born in Canada, grew up there, moved to the United States in my 20s. All right. Yeah. I know that you live here in Minnesota, where many of us, not all of us, we have international staff. Well, why don't you introduce your family? I'd love to hear more about your kids. Well, we are a blended family. And so my wife lost her first husband and she had five children and she thought there's no way that we should be in another relationship as far as who'd want to take on five kids. And I absolutely love kids. I love large family events. I have to be honest, most of my kids, we have so many, they become very independent because they've got to learn to survive on their own. But I just love the idea of family gatherings. And strangely enough, the larger the family you have, it doesn't always work that way. My wife and I, while on our honeymoon, actually stayed at a bed and breakfast. And the owner of the bed and breakfast, and we didn't know this at the time, was the actual a child that they made a movie about called Yours, Mine, and Ours. Oh, and a very well-known yeah. movie, yeah. the original. And so uh-huh. she had way more kids. And that's, I, I can't remember the exact number, but yeah. he had 10 and she had eight. So yeah. they ended up having 23 together. So we have we have the 10 and we have 13 grandkids. Yeah, so we're very, very blessed. And there's always something going on. They range from 15 all the way up to 42. And okay. as far as the kids and the, the grandkids are a couple weeks all the way up to we have an actual 21 year old grandchild as well. So okay. Yep. Nice. Well, that's surprising family. because you sure don't look like you could have that age children. <laughs> well, yeah. So I'm uh, in the healthcare field. We have a saying, don't let age be your cage. And so oh, I like that. young and at the same time, my job, although stressful, keeps me young. Mm-hmm. Oh, that's really good. Well, you know, I think what I know you best for is just how you're able to answer health related questions in a way that makes people able to understand them. You do a lot of Q and A's and call in radio shows, especially here in the Midwest, where we have just the most amazing Christian radio station, Faith yeah. FM. Yep. yep. And you partner with Susie Larson a lot. That's so great too. So I think that's why I think you're just an amazing match for connected families, because you've got the knowledge, you've got the science, you've got the health, but you've also got the Bible and you bring them together in the way that you answer your questions and explain all of these things. And that is what connected families is known for too. Now for us, it's not, you know, like (laughs) the workings of the body, but it is science and, and occupational therapy and sensory and some of those things and our Bible. That's why I'm so excited about today, because that's what we're going to do as far as gratitude goes. We're going to bring science, we're going to be Bible, and then we're going to apply it to parenting. So are you ready to go? I love it. Yes, absolutely. (laughs) Okay. Well, let's start with the science then. Can you explain what happens in the body? 
even the brain, wherever you want to start when we practice gratitude? Sure. So basically when we have gratitude, there's an area of the brain called the prefrontal cortex. And what makes this area of the brain so important is that it's the area of the brain that lets us know about our surroundings. So when it's working well, we're very observant of others. We're very compassionate. We're very we, we see what's going on when that part of the brain's working well. When it's not working well, we could be completely distracted or even removed from our environment, which looks kind of like uh, if someone has a stroke, which is kind of the extreme version of that, all of a sudden they may stop combing their hair or brushing their hair or making themselves up in the morning mm-hmm. and not recognizing when maybe they have some body order or something like that, that it's offensive to other people or something along those lines. They can't tell how their interactions are impacting other people. There are grades where that part of the brain, when it's highly functioning, you're really on top of your surroundings. You're very aware of what's going on around you. When it's down just a couple percentage, you might lose a little bit of that as we age. We lose a little bit of that just naturally. And then it can be completely dysfunctional and it's gone completely. And and that's where we can see all kinds of of problems that uh, wreak havoc. So gratitude feeds that area of the brain. And the reason is when we have gratitude, when we receive it or display it, both times we release uh, these chemicals, serotonin and dopamine, which in brain chemistry, those are the two biggies. They are the most important when it comes to gratitude. And so those two brain chemicals are what get released or made or developed as you are giving gratitude and as you're receiving gratitude. So it is a two-way street. I want people to really hear that. That's a two-way street. So when we say thank you, or when we show appreciation for the other person that we're building that person's brain, their little, their prefrontal cortex. If they receive it. Yes. So the thing is when someone says, thank you, yeah. So have you ever had some customer service where they say thank you and you can tell it was just a thank you because that's a box they're checking? <laughs> yeah. You know happy I mean? to serve you. <laughs> happy to serve you. Thanks yeah. for coming. You know, something <laughs> yeah. like that versus a look you straight in the face and say, thank you. Yeah. There's a difference there, right? Yeah. The second one actually has a little bit of intent. Now, God can see intent. We can't. So we have to emphasize it a little bit more. Okay. So when we say thank you mm-hmm. with intent behind it, it's more likely to be received. And you even catch people off guard because they're so used to the quick just interaction that has become meaningless. Yeah. In its basic form, it really could stimulate dopamine and serotonin. But the more you do it, and it's just a repetitive robotic thing, yeah. it actually loses its impact. And strangely enough, things like, I'm going to use video games here because we're talking about family. Okay. Sure. Video games, when you do that over and over and it elicits yeah. emotions, it little drips of dopamine basically mm-hmm. get dripped onto our area of our brain that deals with pleasure and pleasure centers. Mm-hmm. But what that does is it starts to make it harder to receive gratitude because that area of the brain is now getting stimulated by these artificial games, if you will, over and over, and it becomes almost immune to Okay, you got to say a little bit more about that. (laughs) When someone plays video games, they're stimulating their brain and giving themselves some dopamine, which is also why it can be so addicting, right? Correct. Exactly right. And so then what happens? How does that affect them? receiving? It's kind of like the cry wolf scenario. Okay. If you're doing it over and over, then all of a sudden the brain stops actually creating pleasure because it's like, oh, this is a normal thing. This is not unique at all. And so it's kind of like, uh, I'm going to give another example. When you eat sugar in excess, eventually you can cause insulin resistance. 
Insulin resistance is where your insulin becomes resistant. It stops working as effectively. The same thing is true with dopamine and our pleasure centers. So we have to fast from stuff in life Mm -hmm. to be able to appreciate stuff in life. Okay. Okay. So let me apply this to gratitude. Then you shouldn't say thank you all the time to people. (laughs) No, (laughs) like, so when you should, so you should still say thank you to people. But make sure it's not a robotic thank you. Look okay. them in the eye yes. and say thank you in a way that it's more likely to be received. Now, some people are very conscious and they'll just the fact you're saying thank you, you say, oh, you're welcome. And they yeah. want to receive it. They're looking for it. Yeah. So all of your listeners who are conscious, keep doing that. Receive it. If someone says thank you, you put the emphasis on it and say, you're welcome. I appreciate yeah. you saying thank you because that's right back at them a gift. But when yeah. they say if you're saying it to someone and you're just saying thank you, and you could tell it wasn't really appreciated or received, then you can, you have a couple options here. You say it in a way where it's just different. You're like, mm-hmm. thank you so much for what you just did for me. Mm-hmm. Thank you so much for, for opening the door for me. I really appreciate that. I mm-hmm. really needed that today. Whatever it is, mm-hmm. that little extra comment, that's all yeah. it takes to be different. Yeah. Now you've created a unique experience yeah. that is outside their normal daily routine yeah. And they can possibly receive it very, very differently. That's the difference. The unique I love part this. of it. Yeah. So it's like reciprocal brain growth, is it? Or, it is. Yeah. yeah, absolutely. The way we grow our brain is to give it fuel, which is oxygen and proper sugar and mm-hmm. stimulation. And so, for example, muscle contraction stimulates to make more dopamine. Thinking happy thoughts stimulates to make more serotonin. We have different forms of stimulus that we can do. Anything that we taste, smell, see, that's a stimulus. So, Mm -hmm. for example, when you're saying thank you, you look them in the eye or they they see a huge smile versus a flat face or flat Mm -hmm. affect. Mm-hmm. That's different. You've just engaged a couple different levels of thank you. Another one I like, especially with my elderly patients, I will, if they say something, I'll put my hand on their shoulder, look yeah. them in the eye and say, thank you very much. Yeah. Or I'll, I'll literally say to them, I receive that prayer. I receive that blessing. I receive it. It's, it's, yeah. it's something. And I put my hand on their shoulder as a sign of respect. And yeah. I've had them tear up before because yeah. they felt it. They felt the difference. That's a true hit of dopamine. How would you teach a child, say a 10-year-old, how do you receive gratitude? You know, because our kids, I think that as it relates to parenting, I can see this in two ways. What we teach is something called the ABCs of affirmation. And so it is taking it the the next level of not just these quick little, hey, good job. You know, you're awesome. Like that really are just so flying in the air kind of things, but to really talk about the child's behavior and character and what's growing there. So as parents, if you hung around connected families, you've heard about the ABCs of affirmation information, but this whole receiving it part is really different. And so I wonder like, how could you help a child learn how to receive that in a way that grows their brain? So the first thing I would say is, and this just comes more from being a parent myself and then helping patients who are struggling. For me, parenting comes down to two things. They need to feel loved and they need boundaries when it comes to Mm. allowing them to grow and still feel safe in that growth process. Because as, as adults, we know you have to be torn down to build back up. Our uh-huh. muscles do that. And emotionally, that's tough on, on a kid. And so they have to feel that love, that love and connection. And they, and they have to have uh, boundaries set up 
where you're where you're temporarily stepping outside the boundaries to help them grow on tough tough things. When they're really young, they don't need that. Okay, well let's move on. I wonder if you have a definition for gratitude. You might not, oh. but what do you think? So I, I don't know if I have a, a definition per se, but it is essentially gratitude is for me a feeling of joy. And for me, it's a fruit of the spirit, not a fruit of the flesh. So even though I talk about dopamine, I talk about mm-hmm. serotonin, it is more of what we're allowed to feel. Then for me, it's also the healing that occurs because of that. It's a good question. But for me, just feeling grateful, essentially just taking yourself out of the way. Because yeah. it's not about you. It's you're, you're actually recognizing someone else mm-hmm. by receiving gratitude. So the mm-hmm. feeling itself, like, like, for example, in my journey, I was a scientist first before as a Christian. Mm-hmm. So a lot of people know that. But for me, when I finally did read the Bible, it spoke to me about everything that I'd been seeing in the science world, but also mm-hmm. explained the imperfection of science. I have my two filters of science and faith. I found a perfect God and I found an imperfect science. And so it helped me quite a bit to see that, but nothing prepared me for the gratitude I felt when I recognized that my sins were covered. When I, when I, when I, cause I was constantly, like I said, I was competitive. I was constantly striving for perfection, Yeah. which, you know, striving for righteousness, that's good, mm-hmm. but we're human and we're imperfect. We're always going to fall short mm-hmm. instead of beating myself up over it. Mm-hmm. It instantly turned every time I'd fall short from my perfection, it instantly turned to gratitude to God for covering that imperfection. Oh, good. So you just talked about the connection between grace and gratitude. Yes. Because once you understood your imperfections, you realized what great grace had been given. Had been given. Yes. And then yes. it was just so easy to be so grateful. Instant gratitude. So that makes every single one of my failures turn to gratitude eventually once I get out of my own way. Yeah. Yeah. It's deep spiritual work, isn't it? Yes. You have to step out of the drift of life. You have to disconnect. And I mean, even Jesus would walk from town to town and still, even with the disciples, he'd say, I need to be alone with God. Yeah. And he'd go off to the to the hillside. And he took two weeks to walk from town to town sometimes. Mm-hmm. Sometimes the only time we have is the shower in the morning and the walk from the from the office to the car. Yeah. And so <laughs> it, it can be very troublesome if you don't take that time. It, it just strikes me that that the practice of gratitude is really so much deeper than even going for a walk and and loving the fall colors, which we're in right yes, now. Absolutely. Right. I mean, that to me is sort of the the byproduct or, or I'm able to do that because of my grounding in my faith and who God is. Yeah. I find if you actually get to a point of having the gratitude and giving that to God, then all of a sudden you see everything else that God has actually done in and around you. And it'll be like, all of a sudden there's a thousand things around you and you're like, I didn't see this before. I didn't see this before. So if we focus that gratitude on God, then all of a sudden everything else changes and you even become more gracious towards other people. Yeah, that's totally what I was thinking. And your kids, right? And your kids. I would just think, right? I, I am understanding and seeing my imperfections so clear. I am experiencing God's grace for those things. And in turn, it helps me to be so much more graceful to my kids and their struggles and their imperfections 
imperfections that need wisdom. All right. I'm going to just toss it to a commercial. And then when we come back after the commercial, I would just love to talk about the blocks, the blocks of gratitude. It's hard. This is a hard thing for some people. There are hard seasons that people walk through. So we'll talk about that just after the break. Hey friends, I'm going to pause the conversation for just a quick moment. Did you know that Connected Families began 20 years ago? It's exciting. This year's our anniversary. Well, Jim and Lynn Jackson stepped out in faith with an idea, a handful of committed supporters and God's calling on their life. Over the years, the team continues to pray that God would multiply our efforts. That prayer has been answered over and over again. Where we've been reaching hundreds of parents in the upper Midwest of the United States each year, we are now impacting thousands of parents worldwide. If that's you, it's because someone before you donated to this ministry. About 40% of our revenue comes from products and services, and the balance is from parents just like you who choose to donate to the ministry. We invite you to join the team of families who are supporting connected families as we celebrate God's faithfulness from generation to generation. $25 will cover your own equipping for the year. $50 will pay it forward to another family. All the information to donate is on our show notes or on our website, connectedfamilies.org. Thank you in advance. All right, I'm here after the break with Dr. Troy, who's the CEO of the Synapse Center for Health and Healing. I'm so grateful, Dr. Troy, for you to be here. We started our session today, our podcast today, and you were telling us about the the give and the take of gratitude and how when we give it and receive it, it grows our brains. That grew my brain. That was really, really cool. And can't wait to tell my kids about that. But I want to talk now about the fact that it's not always easy to practice gratitude, right? Just even that word practice means that it's it's a habit or it's a discipline. <laughs> yes. It's something that I'm continually trying to grow in my life. It's not like I'm in a season of doing a gratitude journal, right? This is a this is a lifestyle. And that's that's hard. So I wonder just, you know, what are your thoughts about what are the bigger blocks that people have, blocks that children have and families, parents? What would you say? So this is a great question. So one of the words that you just said that's such a big part of it was the word discipline. And again, another through the spirit when it comes to just the blessings that we receive, it is something that you do on occasion have to work hard at, especially as an adult. Now I will say this, it is pretty easy as a child to have gratitude early on if modeled properly. But as we have negative experiences in life, we accumulate this baggage if it goes unaddressed. And so one of the biggest roadblocks that I see to gratitude is resentment or lack of forgiveness. Hmm. So as an adult, if you are, again, if things don't go perfectly and you don't recognize that God has covered your imperfections, we don't have gratitude to God. If you feel like you've been wronged in life, by something because it didn't work out with how you thought it was going to be. I had a brilliant plan on paper of how my family life was going to be. Mm-hmm. Apparently God had a different plan because it didn't work <laughs> out anything close to that. Okay. And I even remember when I was 19 years old, I saw Tony Robbins doing a talk in front of 
of thousands of people. And I said, that is my worst nightmare right there. I don't ever want to be speaking in front of people. I don't want to be doing any of that. And then 15 years later, I found myself speaking in front of a 20,000 person arena. And yeah. I have now more talks than I could have imagined. So Lots, I know. God had I'm a different plan. A lot. Yeah. Yes. But resentment is something that won't only block gratitude, it blocks healing and causes disease. So it's one of the things that we work with our patients quite a bit is on resentment. And I heard, you can probably find this on the internet, but there's a testimony of someone recently who was not going to survive COVID. They got COVID, ended up in the hospital, didn't do well. And she gives her testimony of walking with Jesus. And it's an awesome testimony because she ended mm -hmm. up surviving, obviously. Mm -hmm. But uh, I'll give the five second version because of how it fits with what we're talking about. She basically said she found herself at the, these big doors and Jesus said, it's the courts of heaven. And she said, why, why am I here at the courts of heaven? And then um, he said, we're, it's not you being judged. It's this disease if it has the right to, to take you. But before we can go in, you have, we have to deal with the ought on your heart. And what that meant, uh, she knew instantly that meant lack of forgiveness. Mm -hmm. And she knew he was talking about too. And she said, I have forgiven them. And Jesus said, not based on the words that you've used after you forgave them. And then he said, when God forgives, it's as if it never happened. For me, that was a whole new level of forgiveness. And when you clear out forgiveness like yeah. that, like God does it, then you have more space for gratitude because everything just changes. And I've had a patient who's had ulcerative colitis, and this was one of the sticking points. And when we got this addressed, all of a mm -hmm. sudden the healing started inside the body and the ulcerative colitis was gone. And so it's that big of an impact when we have a lack of forgiveness or mm -hmm. resentment, mm -hmm. it blocks the, the healing properties and gratitude is a big part of it. And gratitude has such a healing potential for our digestive system, for our joints, for our brain. Mm -hmm. And so it's very important to address what could be blocking the gratitude. Now mm -hmm. I said one earlier, busyness. Yeah hectic business, busy lifestyle, not taking time mm -hmm. or taking the time to apply the discipline that's needed for gratitude. Because yeah. as we age, we collect more accumulated potential traumas in life, emotionally and physically. It's our baggage. Mm -hmm. That's part of the aging process. That's part of living in a sinful fallen world. That's what we've got. Mm -hmm. So it's important to constantly be combating that by addressing those things as they come up. And we're meant to share our testimony. We're meant to talk to others and to be lifted up. We're meant to speak life into people. Yeah. These are things that are needed to yeah. undo the blocks that can take away from gratitude. Yeah, that's really good. You know, I've been at Connected Families for about seven years. And when I first started, I was doing a lot of workshops at MOPS groups and churches and just different places. And one of the workshops that I did a lot was called the entitlement fix. And it was interesting because um, a lot of our curriculum comes because of parents asking us questions yeah. like, you know, like, and so it would be, my child is so entitled. They are not grateful. And we would hear, right. Yes. They just, they want it now. They, yes. they don't want to help them. Um, they don't want to do it. All of those things. And, you know, I haven't given that talk in a few years. And it's interesting because as I was thinking about this podcast and about gratitude, I feel like COVID wiped entitlement, right? It was yeah. like, you want something? Well, guess what? It's out of stock. So 
yes. <laughs> too bad, too sad. Or how about even like the, I don't want to do it. Like, no, I don't want to do online, but guess what? You have to. So I feel like entitlement is gone, but I still, I, I, I still feel like the practice of gratitude is still such a struggle. Only now it's because of anxiety yeah. and depression and Right. I mean, the numbers are out there. You know, it's it's public. It's it's an epidemic. It's yeah. a big deal. So instead of entitlement being the thing that was pulling kids away from gratitude, I feel like now it's mental health and anxiety. And in fact, Dr. Troy, get this. One of the top searches on our search engine that parents are putting in is, is my child doomed? Like it's despair. Yeah. We yeah. have this despair that is just crushing people. Yes. Yep. Do you so, have thoughts on that? Absolutely. Yeah. I could, I could spend a whole day on this particular topic. Now, the good thing, the blessing that comes out of COVID that you were just talking about with the entitlement is because boundaries were established. Mm-hmm. So with that, there was two things I said, generally kids need boundaries, love and connection. So we're missing out on some of the love and connection with the kids because a lot of times they are searching it on the internet. They're yeah. searching, they were getting it from artificial sources. So that's part of it, but there's, there's much, much more to it than that. One of the other blocks that I was going to mention for gratitude is mm-hmm. inflammation from our food. So when you eat an inflammatory diet mm-hmm. full of sugar or artificial food, and we have a saying, if God made it, it's good. Yeah. If man made it, just beware. And so if men altered it or changed it, it's generally having a negative consequence to us. And inflammatory food depletes serotonin. Serotonin is made in your gut primarily. So the more inflammatory diet we have, then the more it compromises our serotonin, which is the Mm -hmm. antidepressant brain chemical. Now with COVID, kids were told no, and that ended up being a good thing for the entitlement part of it. But then kids were also told no a lot with a lot of things, but yes to some of the wrong stuff. What were they on? They had more access to computers and the internet. They had it here. They kept liquor stores open and fast food chains open. I know it. That, uh, that's opposite. And yeah. as a Christian in particular, we are not meant to fear anything but yeah. God himself. Yeah. And I will say early on with COVID, we had solutions. We had answers. There was zero fear in our practice and we zero fear with our patients and we stayed connected. Yeah, that part is really, really important. When you lose that connection, people also found out how kids need to be connected, not on a Mm -hmm. computer, but with other kids, Mm -hmm. with other family members, people need touch. That's one of the sensations that that we absolutely need. Yeah. And so it's very important to remember that although there was, and there's going to be a lot of other blessings that have actually going to come out of COVID because of all of the learning and us as Christians have to take the lead to teach people that we do not make decisions operating out of fear ever. We are told that it's very clear. God Mm -hmm. is very clear on that. Yeah. You should be afraid of disobeying God. And that is it. That is it. So we're past COVID. Yes. And so now we're dealing with the results of COVID and good or bad. You're right. Complete mixed bag. Yes. With what came out. But, But parents are really struggling with the despair of 
that our kids are feeling and how that's coming. And so talk more about that as far as now, what can parents do? Should all kids be on multivitamins? Like just, you know, any thoughts around that? Okay. So great question again. So the first thing is let's focus on the basics, making sure they're sleeping. So what parents can do right away is make sure your kids are getting quality, deep sleep. God restores us every night. He restores our gut every night with good quality, deep sleep. And so ask your kids, are you dreaming? Are you getting up in the middle of the night to go to the bathroom? Look at their beds and see, are their blankets thrown off all over the place? Or are they actually in the same position they they started in the beginning of the night? Those are good clues to tell you that your child is sleeping deeply. When they wake up, do they feel rested? Do they need a nap the next day? Do they have to have a nap the next day? If the answer is yes, and they're over the age of six, then they they may not be getting into that deep sleep. Mm-hmm. And that's one of the that's one of the things. If you sleep deprive anyone, even two to five percent, they're going to end up with sluggish brain. It's going to look like depression, right? Mm-hmm. And so sleep is first and foremost. So make sure they're sleeping, make sure they get to bed at a good time, make sure they don't have a phone with them while they're sleeping. Make sure they don't mm-hmm. fall asleep looking at their phone. Okay. You know, little things like that. Yeah. The next thing is diet. So yeah. sugar is an inflammatory food. A lot of genetically modified food and, and what we call man altered food exists here in the United States and Canada and Mexico, not as much in Europe. They've done a better job than we have in Europe and Africa. And so it's important to have a clean, clean diet as well. We need good bacteria. So here's the other, here's the other thing they did very, very wrong that we need to correct. We need bacteria. Mm -hmm. We need dirt. We need to be playing in the soil. Mm -hmm. That is what keeps our microbiome alive. As a Christian, we were made from the soil. It was the dirt that God used to form us. It is shocking how important that is for our immune system and our brain. And we are actually so disconnected from the dirt. We need to actually be playing in the dirt. We need probiotics. We need good bacteria. We need fermented food. So those are some of the things that instantly will change the health of some of the younger kids in particular is to get them some good probiotics. So not necessarily a multivitamin, but the probiotics, but Mm -hmm. also playing in the dirt. And I am a huge proponent. This is a whole other podcast, but a huge proponent (laughs) of washing your hands with water and soap only not disinfectant. The disinfectants, the antibiotics are ruining our gut microbiome on our kids. And so we have to actually be one with the dirt as far as having it onto our skin and actually they don't have to eat it. I don't, let's not go that far. That's actually a disorder (laughs) called pica, but uh, (laughs) no, we don't want that. We don't want that, that. but I want, Mm -hmm. I want us to reconnect to the soil because that's, that's how God made us. It's a simple, easy thing. And just having a child roll down a grass filled slope Mm -hmm. starts to bring joy back. So we have to bring joy back. So, so look at, just answer this question. What brings joy to my child? Mm, It might be a hug. It might be a game. It might be reading a book. It might be going to the park. See if you can find an answer to that. Also clean up the diet, focus on the probiotics, reconnect to the, to the soil and, and get good sleep. Yeah, those those I, are some foundational things I'd start with. Super good. And those were in response to our kids who are feeling some anxiety, feeling despair, just 
yeah, having some mental health struggles. But really, I feel like that's the same answer. How do we teach our kids gratitude? Because the minute we get those laughs, then we can talk about how grateful we are for God created this hill with this beautiful green grass. And I love hearing your laugh and I love hearing your smile. And, you know, I want to roll down the hill with you and just the joy and the gratitude that can be modeled in that. Absolutely. And so gratitude helps bring joy. Joy helps solve depression. Hope, it cures despair. So giving hope is so important. And so with that, one of the things I found myself saying over and over and over to my adult patients that they would and could relate to their children is I asked them this simple question. Do you think God allowed problems to happen? Have you ever experienced a problem? Hmm. Say, yes, I'm going through one right now. And say, okay, we believe here that there is a solution to every problem. Just like there's an up, there's a down. Just like there's good, there's evil. Just like there is a problem, there's a solution. So know that God has created a solution to every single problem. Mm -hmm. When you know that, when you receive that, when you truly get that, there is no problem God can't handle, which is what scripture says. Yes. And we know it, but the kids have to hear it in a different way. They have to know that for, and in science, we say for every reaction, there's an equal and opposite reaction. Right. Same thing. So science has proven what God said already that was written down in scripture thousands of years ago. And I love that because it actually makes like first Thessalonians chapter five or 16 to 18 rejoice always pray continually give thanks in all circumstances for this is God's will for you in Christ Jesus. I can imagine that there's an awful lot of people that would read that and just feel despair even like what rejoice always pray continually give thanks in all that's a hard task give thanks in all circumstances yes yes but if you can believe that God has an answer to every problem yeah if I can believe God's character that he's got this he's got the long range you know version of the story I'm in the middle of my story yeah, there's a absolutely. lot more to come my child is in the middle of their story you know God is parenting my child right alongside of me. God has all wisdom and discernment and I can call on him. He's my strength. Those truths can replace despair and can really help us move towards gratitude. Yes. And I will say this too. It's a great time with our kids to bring up the Bible stories where you start to see things where they go through trials, Jonah, Job, it doesn't matter. Uh They go through darkness before they get to the light. And so that's something that we can read to them. And then, and then for kids, they have to feel it like it's something that is in their own, in their own world. For example, Mm -hmm. I had a a child in here, he's 10, 11 years old and same type of thing, same scenario. We're looking at what can give him hope. Mm -hmm. And so I asked him, well, what do you want to do when you grow up? Mm -hmm. And he said, I want to play professional sports. I said, all right. So after working with his mindset and everything, and, and he yeah. was in, not in a good place, I, I talked to him about sports. I first relayed some of the sports that I did and how much I loved it. Then I talked to him about, do you know how to get big and strong? And he yeah. said, no. And I said, to get the muscle strong, you have to break it down first. Yeah, It gets broken down and then it becomes something bigger and better. Kind of like what you're going through right now. Feeling broken down, that means God's got huge plans for you to get bigger and better. And he's going to mm-hmm. get you more to do. 
more mm-hmm. to work with. Mm-hmm. We have all of these scenarios that we see in life that we can use as examples that kids can relate to. And so the more we can, we can bring a Bible story and then give them something to relate to, uh, the more it'll hit home with them. And, I, and I'm just going to say this, if you can't think of it ahead of time, just, just surrender all thoughts when you're talking and, and let God speak to you. And you'll be surprised what comes out because a lot of times mm-hmm. we think we have to, to have it all figured out. And rarely is that the case when it comes to parenting. <laughs> yeah. In those conversations, yes, we exactly. don't have to have it all figured out, No, but we can say those breath prayers or just Lord, help me right now. Yes. Help me have your words as yeah. I speak to my kids and help them to grow in gratitude. I think one of the biggest things is that modeling that out loud. And yes, with them. Loud. Yes, exactly. With them there. And we have a saying here, when you get stuck, ask God a better question. Yeah, <laughs> I love that line. I'm a coach yes. too. I love yes. that. Yep. Ask God a better question. Yes. That's true. Sometimes <laughs> our questions are just not always the best one. Yep. God's I... probably shaking his head saying, well, that's a good question, but not the right question. <laughs> <laughs> why is why God is not usually the right no. question. <laughs> that's right. <laughs> Yeah. What can I learn? What do you want? Yeah. I love it. Oh, I love that. Dr. Troy, thank you so much for coming on the Connected Families podcast today. It was an absolute pleasure. Thank you so much for having me. Yeah. Well, let me ask you before we end, if any of our listeners, I know they're around the world. We have lots of listeners. If they want to get in contact with Synapse Center, maybe first, what do people come to you for? And then how could they connect with you? We pretty much see all a little bit of everything because we don't take on necessarily the labels of a diagnosis per se. Our goal here is to identify mentally, chemically, physically, and spiritually, what might be interfering with our ability to heal. When we've just seen, when we take out whatever's causing the interference, then the the healing process starts to take over. So we see everything from fibromyalgia to migraines, mostly symptom-based stuff. We don't treat cancers or anything like that at this point. And so we, because of that, see a lot of things. We do see a lot of anxiety, depression, a lot of digestive disorders, probably more than anything is digestive disorders. And so a little bit of everything. Mm -hmm. As -hmm. far as we try to educate as much as possible. And so our website is by far the best place just to go. And you can go there at www.officialsynapse.com and synapse is S-Y-N-A-P-S-E.com. From there, you can navigate and uh, get whatever information you need. Yeah, that's great. And we will have that website on our show notes. And so that's how people will probably be able to contact you easiest. So Dr. Troy, thanks so much for being with me today. And I just appreciated the conversation so much. I thank you for having me. And I I just think this is such a a huge topic. And thank you for all that you do for people. It's much appreciated. Thanks for tuning in today, friends. You know, I often end the podcast mentioning a free resource, but today I wanted to end with an invitation. If you've been inspired by today's podcast or other Connected Families resources, we invite you to join the team of families who are paying it forward. A gift of $25 will cover your own equipping for the year, and a gift of $50 will pay it forward to another family. Thank you for tuning in and for considering a year-end gift to Connected Families. Well, for more about Connected Families, follow us on Instagram or Facebook or go to connectedfamilies.org. I will see you next time.